Hello, hello, hello. Wow, I already fumbled this. Hello, hello, and welcome to another hometown daily news show. Let's just get into it. Hello, I am Mayor Watt, and that is hometown.com. And up there in the ether, which you can't see just yet because, well, we haven't integrated the artificial intelligence that runs hometown into the screen up above. But I keep looking at that artificial intelligence. You want to say hello? Good evening, everyone. Uh, it's the last day of 2022, depending on where you're located. Yeah, so. Today is December 31st, 2022. It's just a few hours before the East Coast has its ball drop. <clears throat> and I'm on the wrong page. <laughs> Thank you, artificial intelligence that runs hometown for letting me know. Well, this article is, or this, uh, show this episode is titled time 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 is all we need and more news and i really need to go back in time and fix that from displaying but we'll move on uh, this is how the sausage is made and sometimes it's kind of messy uh, just for a quick rundown before we start a whole new year the way that hometown works is it's a news aggregator and grabs about 200 news sources but some are more prolific, popular, etc., and so you'll see them more often. Um, but they get funneled into a bunch of categories. Across the top here is create news, education, entertainment, social, and technology. There's a podcast one here because guess what? Hometown Daily News Show is a podcast as well. It's also over on YouTube. If you just do a search for hometown, you'll probably find hometown. It's not an extremely uh, popular term to be searching for. So you'll find it when you do searches. Pretty amazing that. But inside those categories are about 50 channels. Some of them have been deactivated as I'm working on them, but they are uh, discussion forums where you can go in there and you can make comments and use uh, giffies and things like that. And it's really kind of lighthearted, but it's usually used for all intents from people that I have spoken to that use the service um, as a news aggregation service and, and not really about the discussion boards. So because I host it here on Twitch every day at 930, along with the artificial intelligence that runs Omtown, um, uh, as a reminder, stay hydrated. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we won't talk about that. Um, let's let's get into today's news. The very first article is uh, from Band to Bezel. That's a channel that's on in Omtown and will eventually come to uh, Twitch. Is uh, if I can find a host that's interested in talking about it for an hour a week. That's all it takes. If you're interested, get in touch with the mayor. Um, you can send me whispers here in, at Twitch. You can contact me via. Uh, YouTube, and um, you can get in touch with me. Just become a citizen over at hometown.com and um, send me a message there as well. Um, there's other ways. But for now, eh, we'll let that sit. Oh, there's a Discord channel as well, or uh, server as well, but I don't really hype it up any. 
Um, we also are over on Patreon. You know what? We're pretty much a hot mess of everything everywhere. Just a little bit. We just started um, at the beginning of this year. And I don't run around and hype the, the, the anything up. So I started hometown many, many years ago only for my own consumption. And then I extended it and other people caught wind of it when I told them about it a little bit. And they said, great idea. You should do more. And that's what hometown daily news show is here on Twitch. So the culture of time, this really should be in a channel called uh, temporology, which is right there, which is the study of time and time travel, the science and science fiction thereof. But this is really neat. And, um, Time is kind of a thread throughout this whole thing. There's one thing that you can't get back no matter what. Hello, Z. How are you? You're in my chat. I see you there. Thanks for coming. I just want to wave to you. Happy New Year. Uh, I know it's New Year's Eve. You might be further ahead. I'm not exactly sure where you are in the world, but uh, somewhere out there, it's uh, already been New Year's for an entire day, and it's just New Year's for us here and uh, hometown is in the ether, so we're everywhere. Um, that said, welcome again. Oh, Z's from Oklahoma. Happy New Year's Eve. Thank you for coming. So what this is, is uh, an article over at um, Houdinki, which is kind of, uh, well, it's not kind of, it is a website that focuses on timepieces and time and uh, various other things from time to time. Huh, ironic. Um, but this, it says, time balls don't come up in a discussion much on Hodinki in their 14-year history. They've only had two articles and they link to it. But that's right, tens of thousands of revelers that gather at Times Square every year on New Year's Eve to make merry, toast to a better year ahead, and freeze their butts off while watching the ball drop are actually engaging in a 19th century practice dedicated to precise time measurement in the public eye. The most famous ball of them all, the Times Square ball, circa 2020, is pictured in this article here. Not that picture. That's some dude that's probably drunk off his keister but there you go that's the 2020 ball um so yeah i thought it was really interesting uh when i got uh, submitted most of these articles and thought it would be interesting to link you to the articles themselves so let's do that i'm gonna go back here and i'm i'm not going to um I'm not going to linger with these links. I'm going to get them done as we go. Um, this article is by Logan Baker over at Hodinki.com. I think that's how it's pronounced. That's the only way that I've seen it. Um, so hopefully I'm doing it justice. But yeah, tens of thousands of people are actually taking part in a time-honored tradition of measuring... Uh, time in a more precise manner and uh, we all know about leap year but there are leap seconds um, there is actually uh, clocks that are placed around the world um, and they're supposed to be uh, synced together perfectly so that uh, at any time if there is some error there is a realignment 
and all of the clocks are uh, kind of verified. Um, so it says marine chronographer, uh, chronometers were incredibly precise instruments. That much is clear, but they could only function to the best of their ability. And as time has gone on, the technology has gotten more and more precise. And uh, it's one of the things that I'm very fascinated in, which is why I created Temporology, which is a show about the science and science fiction of time and time travel. So I hope that you find that kind of stuff interesting and you follow that link and you go and check it out. Um, so, yeah, uh, here it says uh, at the very bottom of this article, in other words, Dick Clark and Ryan Seacrest owe Captain Robert, I guess, Wacope and the big, I'm uh, sorry, and the, and the time ball, a uh, big old debt. So the ball drops in about, mm, what is it? Two hours, 20 minutes? Yeah, for East Coast. And did you know that some other cities have morphed into other things that they've dropped? Um, for instance, there's a wrench drop somewhere in Pennsylvania. Oh. There's a peach drop in Georgia. There's a bunch of other ones. Well, the hammer is dropping on me moving on to the next article. And that is an article about... An Alaska man missing his life-saving heart transplant. We're talking about this mainly because of the, um, the, the business aspect of this. So Alaska man misses life-saving heart transplant surgery after winter storm cancels flight to Seattle. Uh, this um, person, we don't know the actual outcome of the person, um, but the heart that was supposed to be implanted in this person was donated to someone else because there is a very tight window, an eight hour window, apparently, um, to get from Seattle to, uh, from Alaska to Seattle for the heart transplant and his flights were canceled. So, um, it moved on to someone else. Uh, Joshua Zitzer is the author of this over at businessinsider.com. And, um, luckily it was donated to someone else and quite possibly this person will be, well, they're, they're going to remain the next person in line so that they can get their, uh, heart transplant, uh, hopefully to save their life. But more than 4,500 flights were canceled by last Friday afternoon as the winter storm engulfed the central and Eastern U S uh, what's one of the things that has been interesting about this is that 10,000 flights were canceled at one time. A whole lot of people were um, in route and told to turn around because of one issue or uh, they were overbooked. And because of the way that they play this game to you know maximize profits, then uh, something that should have happened couldn't happen and planes fall out of alignment in the rotation. I mean, it's a real kind of um, uh, house of cards. And when one card falls away, then uh, kind of a nightmare happens here. But this is three of his flights from Anchorage were canceled and the eight hour window to get to Seattle closed. Um, unfortunately, this is something that is just um, a matter of uh, nature at odds with technology and um, I kind of figured that there would be somebody just nuts enough to fly their little uh, uh, 
crop duster kind of a plane. You know, it's something that you would read about or watch in a movie somewhere. Guess not this time, huh? Well, hopefully that'll still happen. Yeah, who knows? Maybe a drone next time, you know, a long flight drone. They could just package it up in there and fly it over and drop it right through the window. Get it done. Just get it done. Save this guy's life. So uh, good luck. And um, here's to resolving that issue. Best of luck in the new year there, buddy. Um, the next article is uh, also having to do with uh, airlines. This is over on the Daily News Show, which is this show. It just also happens to be a channel over on hometown.com. Climate change, Christmas, and capitalism chaotically converged. Uh, I love that alliteration. With an epic operational failure at Southwest Airlines that stranded thousands of holiday travelers and airline staff at airports for days, Winter Storm Elliott slammed the continental United States with snow, pelting winds, and freezing cold Arctic air in what meteorologists call a bomb cyclone. We traveled in that. <laughs> uh, for us, it wasn't so bad, but those that were over by the lakes uh, were covered in ice, right? That's right. Entire houses were covered in ice from some of the pictures. Z says, man, it was terrible. I hope that you weren't encapsulated in ice. I had been told one story that their parents were in com were completely encased in ice and had to be chipped out from the outside because they couldn't open any doors. I mean, that's pretty brutal. So this article is over at uh, commondreams.org uh, by Amy Goodman and Dennis Moynihan. Um, it says, in three years leading up to the pandemic, Southwest reportedly spent $5.6 billion on stock buybacks. And just weeks before the Christmas debacle announced it would be the first U.S. airline since the pandemic began to provide a stock dividend. So what do you think they're best interests were obviously inward looking you think well yes and i don't think their stocks probably faring very well in light of all this you know i didn't really look into that before this uh, article landed here in hometown um it says here her union has been in a contract negotiations this is a person up above corliss king vice president of the twu Local 556. They've been in uh, contract negotiations with Southwest for four years. Among the workers' demands has been um, airlines fix the technology failures that disproportionately impact frontline aviation workers and passengers. There's a lot of money apparently within the system, but not enough to actually solve problems and pay workers and expand operations so that people don't get 10,000 flights canceled because of cold weather. It's cold weather. I totally understand it. But maybe we should invest in the company. Um, according to the AI that runs Omtown, the stock is down about 5% in the last five days. I guess people weren't really interested in that stock buyback. Loads of execs raises though, right Z? Yeah, and Z and I have said this multiple times since I started streaming, eat the rich. 
I don't know. I think it'd be kind of gamey and sociopathic. Not quite sure. So U.S. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg tweeted on Wednesday, Southwest Airlines needs to do everything it takes to get stranded passengers to their destinations and cover their expenses like meals, hotel, ground transport. In the meantime, we'll continue to hold them accountable. I don't know how far that accountability is going to extend. Let's move on to the next article. So, uh, what do you think retailers are planning for 2023? Lots of profits. Oh, yeah. Hey, you know what they're not planning, apparently, according to this article? We'll just jump right on down. You know what? Let me do something. I failed to drop this URL into the chat. You know what? I have one job. And I failed. Again, this is how the sausage is made, folks. So retailers aren't planning for the one thing everyone's talking about. I don't think so. I think that they are planning. I think they're they're planning to extract as much money from the table as possible and leave as little as possible in the common person's uh, pocket, uh, which is kind of the antithesis now of socially aware businesses. Uh, This is an article over at marketwatch.com by Bill Peters. Quote, they're definitely not planning for a recession. Analysts contend as strong consumer demand in 2022, despite inflation emboldens executives. That's right. Um, I was, and I, everywhere I go, the artificial intelligence that powers hometown comes with me. And today we were encapsulated in our own kind of trap, kind of like those people in the storm being trapped by ice. We were trapped by people, people. We're on the tail end of a pandemic and we're surrounded by people. Couldn't get away, but we wanted to uh, uh, take some time out. And uh, I could not believe how many people were out there and buying things. It was crazy busy. Well, Bill Peters here writes this article that says, as 2023 dawns, one would think retailers would be preparing for yet another worst case scenario, but as cautiously optimistic sentiment prevails, despite consumer struggles, analysts say many retailers aren't seeing the one thing everyone else is worried about, an economic downturn. Now, I regularly look at the consumer price index and the producer price index, and while some, I think, Uh, numeric manipulations are taking place to paint a prettier picture than what the reality is. Um, It's still going up, just not as fast. Well, I think that in 2023, we're going to see a return of increasing rates for the consumer price index and for the producer price index. The one thing that has slowed the consumer price index is the fact that gas has declined kind of fascinating that that is one of the big players in the cpi yet nobody is running around posting stickers now that says biden did this 
No, they're painting it a different way. But I think that the retail channel is kind of bound by the supply and demand metric from the producer price index and the price of diesel fuel. Diesel is still above $5 a gallon here in the States. For people around the world, everybody is seeing certain things decline in price, but it's really not the thing that is causing a price increase in things that are in the retail channel. And that's because it isn't, you know, a VW bus that's driving around delivering stuff to all of these retail stores. It's 18 wheelers and they use diesel, <laughs> not unleaded. Well, and we're also seeing shortages of kind of random items pretty much everywhere we go. We saw that today. Yeah, we um, saw bread, right? That's that's really not, not going to help the retail environment. Yes. Kind of fascinating. Economists say that there's a 70% chance of recession in the next year, according to Bloomberg's survey. But as the Federal Reserve raises interest rates in an effort to push borrowing costs higher to the middle class. Oh, wait, that's not what it says there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me re, let me correct that. So it's going to push borrowing costs higher and lower prices by tamping down economic growth, which is complete bunk. You know, when the price when the interest rate goes up, it's the middle class that pays the price because they can't do anything without raising their prices and pricing out everybody else for whatever good or service the middle class is offering. Meanwhile, the ultra rich are making eight to 12% on their money alone, not on their work, not on their blood, sweat, and tears. So the, the interest rate is basically just going to hinder a little bit of growth. Sorry, Z said you read it right the first time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> These lower prices are not coming. They're not coming. I'm sorry. They're just not going to arrive. Why? Because when the interest rate increases, then the people in the retail channel are saying, well, my costs are still high, so I'm going to charge more. And guess what isn't being hindered during this economic slowdown? And we end up talking about it in a little bit, but I'll tease you. It isn't middle-class consumption. They're going to lean into their savings so that they can make ends meet. But we'll see what actually is still selling. But we're going to let's move on to the next article because I'll, I'll just tease you. You know, the, this next, the article that we're going to end up talking about is going to make you want to start drinking. If you're uh, well, yeah, we'll just let's we'll just move on. So if you are getting this little snippet in the future, um, please come on by and we can keep on talking about this kind of stuff here at uh, hometown on Twitch and hometown.com and over on YouTube. But I just want to end that little segment here and then we'll keep on going. So this next article is uh, yeah, Z flipped her table and uh, I think is yeah, big tired of seeing record profits for everyone and those same screaming the economy. Yeah. You really just can't makes you want to flip more than one table. That's for sure. Um, so let me throw the URL in there. Okay. So 
I threw the la I threw I throwed. Wow, I'm a professional. Threw the last one in there. So let's go on to this one. So time travel, and this is something that I uh while I'm interested in time and time travel and the science and science fiction thereof, I don't think that time travel is possible. And I'll tell you why. Because we wouldn't have the pandemic if time travel was possible. Unless you uh, think that there are kind of dueling uh, people who have, we are organizations that have the power to use time travel. Because who is it that went out to a wet mart somewhere in a wet market out in China right next to a bio research facility and ate a bad bat? I, I don't know who it was, but... I think the time traveling person would probably go back and smack the bat right out of their mouth. Z, I think you're right. We're in the wrong timeline. Somebody needs to talk to Iron Man and have him go back or, or uh, Captain America go back and put all of the time stones back in the, 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 the stones back in the place so that we can get back to prime. Uh, I don't know. Z, this is where I'm flipping tables. Even the AI is sitting there looking at me like, what is wrong with you? Anyway, Marijuana goes off on a rant sometimes. Apologies. I'm supposed to be a little bit more level-headed and, you know, yeah. Well, time travel is theoretically possible, calculations show, but that doesn't mean you can change the past. Time travel is possible based on the laws of physics, according to researchers, but time travelers wouldn't be able to alter the past in a measurable way, they say. So, no, apparently you can't go back and kill Hitler um, or smack the bad bat out of somebody. Um, and the future would essentially stay the same, according to the researchers. This actually follows my theory of time travel, by the way. Um, imagine you could hop into a time machine, press a button, journey back to 2019 before the... Oh, look, they even talk about it. You know, I don't read ahead. Um, I am a time traveler. I'm a time traveler. I've said too much. Um, before the novel coronavirus made the leap from animals to humans because some rando out there decided to eat a bat. Um, what if... You could find and isolate patient zero. Theoretically, the COVID-19 pan pandemic wouldn't happen, right? Well, not quite, according to this article. This is over at Business Insider. Susie Nielsen and Natalie uh, Musumeci, I think is the author, uh, wrote this article for businessinsider.com. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scroll down here and see if I can find, because uh, like always, I don't read these articles before the show. I read them. During the show, I scan them. Um, I usually have some experience with all of the topics to some degree, either as a consumer. Well, I'll just leave that alone because um, it'll make more sense me saying consumer here in a couple of articles. Um, well, anyway, a 2020 study offered a potential an answer to you going back in time. Nothing would happen. Nothing. Events readjust around anything that could cause a paradox. So the paradox does not happen. I think their name is Jermaine Tobar. The study's author previously told IFL Science. That's the link right there, iflscience.com. I think I'll be adding them to my uh, news aggregation because this is just way too interesting for me to walk away from. Tobar's work, published in the peer-reviewed journal Classical and Quantum Gravity, you know, that is 
when I wake up in the morning, I pick up uh, an old journal of uh, classical and quantum gravity. You know, when you actually open one of those journals, you don't know what is in it until you observe it. And thus, it is a teachable moment of quantum science. It's Schrodinger's magazine. Simply put, there's theoretically possible, it is theoretically possible to go back in time, but you couldn't change history. So the grandfather paradox, this is the, the idea that you can go back in time uh, either intentionally or accidentally kill your grandfather um, and thus expunge yourself from the future timeline. But you can't do that because it would create a paradox. You can't go back in time because you can erase somebody because you can't go back in time if you are already deleted. But at some point, their argument is that something would happen to allow you to do whatever you need to do and thus you wouldn't be able to. So regardless of the choice, the ball will fall into the same place. Dr. Yasunori Nomura, which if this isn't a time traveling scientist name, I don't know what is a theoretical physicist at UC Berkeley previously told insider, the researchers calculated that even if you mess with the ball's pattern, at some point in its journey, future interactions with it, with other balls can correct its path, leading it to come back into the same position and speed that it would. So again, you cannot change time. Now, here is where my theory kicks in to this. Correct. You can go back in time. You can even quote unquote, kill your grandfather. But you in the current timeline, time would continue as it is, but you in the future timeline as you broke off, right? That is where everything realigns and you aren't you anymore. You are still the same consciousness of the person that went back in time. So the body would die, but your consciousness would be in a different body because you can't destroy enemy, uh, energy, it's just reshaped. And so your energy would be in a different body and you would have that mindset, that everything, but memories of going back in time to kill a grandfather, your grandfather. Now I wavy hand and we go back to the article. So you might try and stop patient zero from becoming infected, but in doing so you would catch the virus and become patient zero or someone else would, et cetera, et cetera. Some hand wavy thing would make it so that you are still stuck in a pandemic, going out to some place, people are coughing all over you, and it's the one time that you forgot your mask. So kind of interesting article, follow it. Go through hometown, all roads lead through hometown out to everything else. So let's go on to the next article. And this is what I was talking about earlier. Guess what isn't suffering from high prices and a downtrend and pretty much anything. Want to take a stab oh. at it? 
not just alcohol. Luxury goods. Still record sales, folks. Luxury goods. Consumers are choosing Prosecco over Champagne and opting for cheaper tequila and econo uh, amid economic yeah, uncertainty. It follows a boom time for top shelf liquor, which saw double digit sales growth in 2021. Still, the champagne in industry is on track to beat its sales record thanks to higher income drinkers. Why? Because the middle class is getting pushed down further and further. Suffering the slings and arrows of uh, risk, outrageous risk. And when, the, when something bad happens, the public money is thrown over to uh, whatever perceived stability is coming from these risk takers, you know, making more people ultra rich, but everybody below, I'd say, well, the bulk of people are below $5 million in wealth. So if you don't have two and a half million dollars in liquid assets, you're not considered rich in the United States. So, you know, people up in the 1%, they're not feeling this. They're still buying their champagne. Drinkers are starting to reach for the cheap stuff after months of booming sales for top shelf alcohol. Sales of premium spirits declined 3.7% in the 48 weeks ending December 3rd compared to 4% growth in 2021. And while the highest end liquor Tequila, that costs more than $50, for example, is still seeing sales growth. It's slowed to 2% compared to 24%. Well, I wonder if it's about the cost. $50, is it worth it? So people are reaching below the top shelf. So Avery Hartman's over at businessinsider.com wrote this article. And there's that decision that I failed to make before New Year's. Eve, uh, should I get champagne or will I go with the bottom shelf called water? Um, I'll go with the water. That way I don't end up in Times Square and nothing but my gold thong. Anyway, sales of premium spirits declined 3.7% in the 48 weeks uh, ending December 3rd. 2022 looked uh, a lot different. Months of inflation-induced budget stress and worries over what's in store for the economy in 2023 have led shoppers to make different choices. Yeah, I don't think that this is going to change, folks. Uh, alcohol delivery service Drizzly found in its annual, or, yeah, found in its annual retail report that 59% of retailers were anticipating shoppers would choose less expensive champagne or switch to other types of sparkling wine altogether when shopping for the holidays. Liz Paquette, um, Drizzly's Head of Insights, that's a hell of a title, told the journal that an average uh, bottle of Prosecco costs $16 on Drizzly's site compared to $57 for an average bottle of champagne. So what are you gonna get? I'm going for the $16. Prosecco it is. <laughs> Sorry, I, I I left a little bit of dead air there because I was hoping that Z would say something and Z says, sleep. 
I'm going to get sleep. Agreed. Um, other streamers that I were uh, I was watching earlier today um, said that they are um, parents, so they're going to bed by 10 o'clock. And um, look at me. I'm jumping well past that. Um, interesting. Uh, I just got like a spam. A spam bot um, showing up in my... Hold on a second. No, it was already spammed, so let me do something real quick. Banned. Bye-bye. Come on, go away. That's okay. Um, at any rate, yeah, I think that um, this would make you end up drinking. Let's move on to the next article. Tesla driver found sleeping at the wheel as car reached 70 miles per hour on a highway. I thought that you could do the automatic driving um, now, but apparently a driver fell asleep while his Tesla was using autopilot assistance system on a German highway. Well, I mean, if it's the Autobahn, nobody's going to be really in your way. Uh, police tried to stop the driver as the car reached up to 70 miles per hour. The police spent 15 minutes trying to wake the person and they had a license confiscated pending an investigation. I thought that was the whole point of the driverless cars. Or autopilot. Driverless cars would probably be good because they, if everybody is driverless and it's all automated, then you don't have somebody asleep at the wheel because they're not at the wheel. I would love to have everybody automated driving so that all of the computers are talking to each other and you can get to your destination at 150 miles per hour instead of one goober out there on the road that's either drunk or stoned or just plain stupid uh, making a six lane change across the freeway because they have five, uh, you know, five feet to get from the fast lane to the turn lane. Yeah. That happens a lot. Um, you know, I I took a break. We took a break from uh, the, the show, and um, I was reluctant to do that, but I did it and um, almost died, what, four times on the way to and from our destination. It was quite spectacular. Joshua Zitzer over at businessinsider.com. I uh, wrote this article for drivers who were sleeping. Maybe that was part of the problem. Oh, that's there you go. I should have slept. I just wedged my foot on the gas pedal and sleep. I know now. Well, nah. so upper Franconia police directorate. I, wow. That sounds really, that sounds like something in California, Franconia. Uh, the Upper Franconia Police Directorate first suspected the car was on autopilot when it maintained a constant dis distance from the police patrol vehicle, which was traveling. Is this a marketing? Is this like a, a meta viral marketing thing? Because it maintained a constant distance from the police patrol vehicle, which was traveling at 68.3 miles per hour. Uh, you know... Maybe I should just get the AI that controls Ohmtown to post the links for me because I'm 
falling asleep at the wheel and we're going 70 miles an hour tesla take the wheel or elon take the wheel trying to wake you up hands up elon take the wheel anyway so imagine if this was actually happening in the United States, these car, the police cars would be chasing it down at 150 miles per hour and the Tesla would just go 0.7 faster until it hits uh, plaid level speed, which the Model S can actually be configured to be plaid. That's a, a speed mode that it can be in. It goes faster. It goes zero to, I think, 60 in two seconds, 2.2 seconds, something like that. Anyway, police said that he eventually woke up and pulled over, showing drug-related symptoms, the Times reported. So they got this from the Times, and I get this from Business Insider, and you're getting this from hometown. So everybody is taking a bite at this apple. NHTSA has opened 41 special crash investigations uh, since 2016 involving Tesla cars where advanced driver assistance systems such as autopilot were believed to have been used. Um, I, I think that it would probably be okay in less traffic ridden roads. Um, so perhaps in Germany, in that location, it was okay. Hey Z, if you uh, decide to wander off to bed, um, have a good night and see you in 2023. Um, and maybe later tonight. I'm not sure if you're going to be um, still hanging out later over at um, Timeless's channel. He's supposed to stream tonight. And for those who don't know, if you go to Twitch, uh, sorry, twitch.tv slash timeless underscore exe, um, a great streamer is going to be streaming. A lot of fun to watch. And uh, you can interact by sending bits his way and scaring the bejeebers out of him. I'll move on to the next article though. So we're going to end with two articles, three articles um, after this. Well, this one and two more articles. The last one is going to be kind of entertaining. If you don't look too deep, um, then it gets kind of creepy. Um, but this one is creepy in and of itself because I have a little insider information that I heard about. And we'll let, let's find out. Let's see what what this is all about. So uh, here in the States, there was a murderer of um, University of Idaho students. So criminology student has been charged with the murder in uh, University of Idaho killings. And this is a college town of Moscow, Idaho. It's here in the States. Somebody drops Georgia and instantly they think of the state, but it could be a country. Um, just like you drop Moscow, and if you don't throw Idaho at the end of it, people just go, eh, I'll go get breakfast. Um, but no, it's Moscow, Idaho, not Russia. Okay. Anyway, it, because there people learn how to fly. But here, what happened was in this college town of Moscow, Idaho, um, some dude apparently... Uh, decided to kill four people, students, in um, their apartment, their off-campus uh, apartment. Um, now, here is the kicker for this. Uh, oh, before I get into it, this is over at NewYorkTimes.com by Rachel Sun, Nicholas Bogle Burroughs, and I think it's Serge F. Kovaleski. Um, they're the authors of this article, and, and uh, 
Suffice it to say, this gets really creepy when I tell you that this the guy who is accused is a PhD student in criminal justice and criminology at Washington State University, which lies about 10 miles from Moscow, Idaho, where the, where the murders took place. Okay. Apparently, and I'm, I, I don't know exactly how this went down, but I heard that after these murders took place, he went back to school and completed everything. He, he, he completed the semester. People who went to school with him said that they saw him in class. Like he, Don't try to figure out the psychology of somebody who would do this. So Mr. Koberger was charged in Idaho with four counts of first degree murder and is being held without bail in Pennsylvania. Thank you very much for keeping him there. An extradition hearing has been scheduled for Tuesday. Everybody deserves a robust defense. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I can say that Z. I, 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 I can't, I'll leave it in chat. <laughs> um, the arrest of Mr. Kohlberger came nearly seven weeks after the college students, uh, were stabbed to death on November 13th in a crime that horrified the small Idaho town. They reiterate this throughout the thing, um, throughout this article and the students, um, really it was a, a vacuum of knowledge. Nobody had any idea who it was until they did surveillance, they went and looked up various camera footage in various places and they saw a car. And apparently that is what led to um, this person. So the police said in recent weeks, it's been searching for the driver of a white Hyundai uh, sedan um, that they said had been spotted near the victim's home in the night of the killings. So on Friday, um, that uh, police found that car matching the description. And in a post on Reddit from about seven months ago, a user who identified themselves as Brian Koberger asked people who had spent time in prison to take a survey about crimes they'd committed. Small world. Um, I frequent Reddit. I don't, I don't have an account there. Um, but uh, I find it very interesting that a ton of information from that it's more like a social network of people that are very engaged in communicating what's going on. Um, and it's not as much a hot mess as I see other, um, social networks. It can get pretty dark there, but, um, it's not as bad. You can actually discern some information. So they listed the, the survey listed Mr. Kohlberger as a student investigator working with two colleagues at DeSales and it asked respondents to describe their thoughts, emotions, actions from the beginning to the end of their crime commission process. To me, I think what happened, uh, this person was a TA, by the way, in that program. And I'm starting to think based on uh, what I've read and what I've heard in other places um, that, um, Maybe something was going on with these four and him, um, somebody in that group. Um, and then ultimately 
um, his, his processing of all of this criminal stuff rose to the level where he wanted to know what it was like to be a criminal, um, and maybe get away with a crime. So we will see as time goes on, um, Ms. Arnett's or Arntz, sorry, Ms. Arntz 29 said that she used to occasionally hang out with Mr. Kohlberger or Koberger as part of a group once hiking a mountain near her parents' home, house, but had not seen him since a friend's wedding in 2017. So this is a kind of old information. And as we move on down the, the uh, line, it gets a little bit more personal about what the event was and who the people are. Um, I'll encourage you to go over to this uh, article, follow the link through hometown and, and you'll be able to uh, read it yourself. And just to make sure, I don't think that I threw it into uh, the chat. Um, and yeah, and uh, Z rightly points out that Reddit hive mind can be amazing, but they've also ruined people's lives before. And because they've identified they, back when the Boston bomber um, situation occurred, they identified the wrong person and they went through hell. And it's happened before and in, uh, in various times where, you know, the, the hive mind works. But um did I miss something a couple of articles ago? Did I th not throw that in there? Let me see real quick. Um, sorry, the artificial intelligence that runs Ometown is reminding me that I... Yeah, correct. Wow. Look at that. The artificial intelligence is never wrong. Merwatt, never wrong. Z, um, I'm going to... The AI is going to beat me up um, in before 2023 happens and because we're, we've got a software push that will remove that aggression uh, element from the code. Um, uh, you might want to fight it, Z. Um, I'll, I'll put you in touch. So the next article isn't so dark, but AI art isn't going away. If you haven't heard, there's actually been some cases now, um, actually suits, um, what do you call them? It's gone before uh, courts to verify, to find out, to reinforce, identify something that's actionable with copyright and AI art. Because guess what? If you are not a human being, guess what you can't get? Copyright protection. So anything that's created through automation can't have a copyright. So all of that AI art that's floating around, even these NFTs where they're, uh, the art art is generated uh, through AI, none of it can have a copyright. And this has been reiterated now. So the internet did a commendable job of mocking NFTs to death, or at least into remission. Big game developers like Ubisoft and I believe... Uh, okay, so even the company did a little video that said, is this Ubisoft or Ubisoft? And they said it's Ubisoft, Ubisoft, Ubisoft throughout the video. And at the end said, or maybe it's Ubisoft. And um, I, I love them and hate them for it at the same time. So who initially showed interest in the merciful stop, uh, but have mercifully stopped bringing them up. Uh, game developers are trying to make it a thing still, um, assets or NFT, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, 
there, this article says, I think they'll be disappointed. AI art isn't going anywhere. So let's go and see what their take is on this. So Tyler Wild wrote this article for PCGamer.com. Uh, Despite ethical problems, AI image generators and other machine learning applications won't be willed away. Correct. I went over to Discord today and uh, looked at Midjourney and some of the human-generated artwork, human-generated artwork, because it's really just a sequence of words. And um, I have found amazing art. I will call it art. Um, People that I talk to about this kind of stuff um, and will be doing more so um, in 2023, I've shown them art and they've said, this is amazing stuff. This is beautiful. Look at this, the intricacy of the line work and all of that kind of stuff. Right. And then I say it was done by mid journey in AI and AI did it. So Z says mid journey is so cool. Lenza AI art is also super cool. Uh, I'm going to have to go and check that one out. I haven't seen it. Um, but don't hold that against me. Um, there's many options out there. Uh, but the people who I have spoken to about this and shown them artwork, and then they say it's amazing. And then I tell them it's created by a bot. They say, well, it's not art. What do you mean? It's not art. You had no idea until I told you. And you thought it was art a minute ago before you knew that. Uh, Lenza, so Z says Lenza is one is the one people are using with selfies. You drop in 20 selfies and it returns 100 plus pictures for you. Um, yeah. Yeah, let me let me get in touch with you, Z. I'd love to take a look at stuff that you find interesting. If I find something interesting, um, you know, it may, it may not. Well, anyway, it may not be interesting to everybody else, but um yeah, we'll talk. So um, these NFTs that are automatically generated by AI or computer generated, uh, they don't have a copyright. So um, arguably you can take them and use them. Um, Now you'll probably end up in a lawsuit because hate to break it to you. um, If you sneeze in the wrong direction, you can probably land yourself in a lawsuit. Uh, somebody reached into a salad, uh, all you can eat salad bin uh, with their hands and ended up in a lawsuit because it ruined all of the salad bar for everybody in the restaurant. A lot of money. Um, but you can basically, you know, end up in a lawsuit for anything. It, it's all about money. Um, Well, NFTs, AI, all of this is going to stick around for a little while. NFTs might die away or change shape, but AI, AI is coming for jobs. People that I have spoken to in cybersecurity, for instance, have said, no, no, no. Cybersecurity is immune. Computer science is immune. It takes a human. No, not the gross portion of it. Z said gross, and that actually caused me to say gross. Um, but the bulk nature of, uh, assessing something or, um, gathering information, et cetera, et cetera, all of this 
like bulk nature of things is going to be AI and automation driven. Um, it's the fine motor detail. It's the high tech stuff that goes beyond the capabilities of the artificial intelligence. But what I tell people in the same conversation about AI and art, AI and music, AI and writing, it's getting way beyond what people thought just two years ago. Now, because of the pandemic, I think people um, and their pandemic projects have basically led to the verge of Terminator. I mean, we're right on the cusp of things being um, traversing um, the uncanny valley of uh, technology in this AI, robotics, um, human creation uh, using tech kind of uh, dynamic. We are way beyond where people thought they'd be just two years ago. But I tell people, if you are planning on a job and I can take your job and turn it into a sequence of steps, you're an equation. And if that equation can be put into a computer, your job is automated and I can make whatever it is that you were doing by hand using that technology. All I have to do is figure out if it's cost effective for me. And I guarantee you it's cost effective for somebody to take your job and automate it because it works 24 hours a day. I need one person maintaining 15 different devices. You as a human being, you have a bad day, you get in a fight with somebody, you get drunk, all kinds of stuff, but bots just break down and they can be replaced instantly. Um, so AI art isn't going away, nor is AI music, nor is AI writing, um, nor is automation and all of those elements. So, uh, good luck to us all. Uh, I will proudly serve my robot masters. Um, the next article, however, um, is the one that I thought would be really interesting until I started peeling back the layers of the onion of this. And, um, I said, well, 2023 is going to be really interesting. Uh, Girl Scouts mom is ousted from Rockette's show after facial recognition IDs her as a lawyer in a banned law firm. So a lot to unpack here. And you, at first blush, when you see it really fast, you go, wait, this attorney is, uh, happens to be the mom of a Girl Scout and is supplementing their lawyer income as a Rockette. And, and then you have a conversation with the AI that runs hometown um, and kind of like that bat slaps the stupid out of me and I end up having to reread this headline. So a New Jersey mom taking her daughter to see a show featuring the Rockettes as part of the Girl Scouts field trip was ousted from the show. And why? Well, Deborah Casson's Weiss writes this article over at the ABAjournal.com website. And um, this is actually an older article, and uh, unless it's a typo, and happily pulled into today's uh, show because what ended up happening was the Radio City Music Hall uses facial recognition technology to identify her <laughs> as a lawyer at the law firm that sued a related venue 
And that attorney, Kelly Conlon, and Associated Davis, Saperstein, and Solomon in New Jersey, isn't even the one that's on the law firm's team in that litigation. She happens to just be attached to the firm. And they flagged it. So when she went through the gates to go see this event, she was pulled aside and told to leave. Not allowed. So Madison Square Garden Entertainment sent this statement to NBC New York. MSG instituted a straightforward policy that precludes attorneys pursuing active litigation against the company from attending events at our venues until that litigation has been resolved. While we understand this policy is disappointing to some, we cannot ignore the fact that litigation creates an inherently adverse environment. All impacted attorneys were notified of the policy, including Davis, Saperstein, and Solomon, which was notified twice. So. That's a new one. <laughs> okay. So the AI that runs hometown only had that to say. <laughs> uh, I like it. Uh, when, when even an AI, uh, disconnects from their large language model uh you know that you're on the wrong side of pretty much social living you, this this is the creepiest the creepiest most uh what do you want to call it well and it's also it's against the attorneys it's not against the clients i mean it's just it's really quite crazy and think about how many visitors must go to these venues too and how many people they're doing facial recognition i mean there's so many things here and flagged it fast enough that they could pull somebody a mom away from i don't know why this creates an inherently adverse environment abuse happens in the dark and if you try to keep an attorney from a venue doesn't the implication mean that there's some type of potential abuse taking place wherein that attorney could bring that back to the firm and say hey we have a cause of action over here but look at this too and they might intersect yeah i mean and also begs the question of what do they think the attorney is going to do during their time at the venue are they going to go into the office spaces and dig through documents or something i mean it's just it's astounding i i know it isn't it isn't like a uh, golf course in florida where anybody could just walk up and start searching top secret documents uh anyway in that suit that was being talked about, Judge Lyle E. Frank of New York ruled in November that New York civil rights laws requires venues to allow entry to non-sporting events to anyone age 21 or older who is behaving appropriately and holding a valid ticket, but Madison Square Garden can refuse to sell tickets and it can revoke tickets up until the time that they are presented at the door. So... Just take note, if you're an attorney and you're in litigation, there is the potential for any venue, any business to sit there and say, no, you're not allowed into this because somewhere like I have 500 attorneys standing behind me, all of them 
are not allowed into your restaurant because somewhere there is a litigation taking place. I, I think it's dystopian. I, I think it is. And Z says, uh, you know, casinos use security like that. Yeah, I agree. Um, they do. Um, and it's for different purposes. As far as I know, card counters, people who abuse others who are, you know, they drink too much and they come into the place and they're a hot mess and whatever. I mean, there's all kinds of rationale for it. Um, and I agree to a point that, yeah, you know, surveillance and security is important, but it needs to be targeted in a way where it isn't dystopian like this. You know, this is just a rando attorney and their daughter who's going to see the Rockettes. You know, that just made me think about the fact that they're using facial recognition technology on that whole Girl Scout troop, which is a whole nother issue. <laughs> Can it tell the difference? Is it actively telling the difference between a child or is it storing its image now? Because this is a child protection thing. Anybody under 13 isn't even allowed to have an online account for crying out loud, let alone be part of a surveillance system. Right. I mean, is the system really smart enough not to screen the kids? I doubt it. And I want to just include in this, and this is the last article for the day and the year Privacy does not have to be dead, but here is, and, and here's the kicker for this. The, the way that this is working is it isn't the government that's doing this. It, this is okay. You know about big, big brother, big brother is the government, but little sister is business. And this is why I'll probably never get any, um, you know, um, ad deals from any business anywhere but little sister is the concept of business surveilling the population and that's exactly what this is this is little sister monitoring every single human being that goes into the venue the venue has persisted in perpetuity since its creation and didn't need this and still doesn't need this it needs to uh use its strategy and tactics to stop the abuse of some of it, of its customers of the, its facilities, etc. but not do this mass surveillance of anybody that comes into a facility. If somebody's being a bad actor, then yeah, go and stop them. But for crying out loud, if they are known to be, um, a, a negative, uh, or a harmful or, potentially harmful person within the venue, the job is of the police of the state. It isn't of the business in particular. It, it, you know what I'm saying? I mean, everybody should have the right to come. If they buy a ticket, they should be able to come into the venue, not a preemptive strike at the door where it's a soccer mom and her kid. You know, I mean, you really have to read the room right. And this is the wrong read. Well, it's like a pre-crime, right? I mean, isn't it like the thing from Minority Report? Uh, it is. Uh, well, I, I wish it could rise to that level. At least that there were there's some um, 
kind of due diligence, right? I mean, it was the precogs that were reviewing the premonition of a crime taking place. This isn't even a crime. Yeah, and that was individual actor based. This is just a group of people. You're right. Science fiction got it right. This is, to me, it's monstrous. Now, will I regret somebody taking action and outlawing or banning this mass uh, surveillance, facial recognition stuff within this event, the, this facility and uh, something bad happening in the future? Yeah, you know, I, I think it would really suck that something like that would happen. But this is not right. Even if you leave it in place, catch the criminal. This isn't a criminal. This isn't a bad actor in any way, shape or form. I, I'm just, this is how we're going out in 2022 um, with the idea that the Radio City Music Hall venue and Madison Square Garden Entertainment Corporation is doing mass surveillance in New York. It is what it is. Welcome to 2023, everybody. So it is the end of our show. And like I'll always do, I will bring you back to the front page and um, come and hang out. This is over at hometown.com. I'm here on Twitch. You can go over to YouTube and see the long-term storage of past videos. Um, there is the podcast and you can get it there as well. All of the videos and, and next season will be season two. Um, we've done just shy of a full year. I ended up taking about eight days off. Um, but here's to 2023. Thank you for hanging out with me. Um, Z, I'm glad that you, uh, stuck around and, and hung out with me. I really do appreciate your time. If anybody else is in chat and wants to say happy new year, happy new year. Um, and, uh, artificial intelligence that runs hometown. You want to say anything? I just wanted to say thank you to all of those who have watched and chatted and followed uh, in this first year and happy new year. Thank you all. See you in 2023. Bye-bye. Don't worry about it, Z. You want to fight my AI? I'll, uh, you want to start selling tickets or? No? I don't know. It might go viral. Do you stream? Anyway. Hey, I'll see you later. Ciao.